Ahlan wa sahlan bikum ya jama'a, my name is Malik and I am joining you from UCL Arab and North African Society. We are bringing you the Salam wa Kalam podcast series in which we, as young Arabs and North Africans, have laid back conversations on topics such as culture, current affairs and life as an Arab student in the West. We also share our speaker event recordings in which we host academics and professionals and explore their journeys and stories. If you want to see the faces behind our podcasts, do check out our Instagram page. The link is in the description. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome back to another episode of Salam wa Kalam. So we're joined this week by May. Do you want to give yourself a bit of an intro? Wa alaikum salam. Um, my name is May and I'm a third year medical student at King's and I'm Egyptian. So I thought in this episode it can be a bit more of just like a chat um, about a few different topics related to like broadening horizons. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a few things that I know you're interested in um, but let's start off with travel. So because I, I can it's in your bio right like traveling <laughs> lifestyle or whatever. I feel like um, but with traveling I feel like it's it's become almost like this cliche thing right where people are like oh yeah yeah my goal is to like travel I want to travel the world I want to go and see what there is out there but what what do you think is like the actual benefits of traveling um and like yeah why, why do you like it as a hobby um okay cool so I think traveling has so many benefits but whenever I try to do something in life I sort of have two like main philosophies or values that I try and fill with whatever I fill my time with. So one of the things is that like it improves you like self-development wise. Um, but the other big thing for me is that it like develops you Islamically. I don't know. Whenever you see a cool sunset, what do you say? Everyone's like, oh, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah, yeah. Right. Um, but when you travel and you see the world, that's like, you say that times like a thousand, right? Whenever you see like a cool mountain or whatever, you're able to see like the world that Allah created in person. And I think that's such a beautiful opportunity to have. Um, and I think if you're in a position to be able to do that, it's definitely something that if you're interested in, you should try and do uh, just because. On, on that note, actually, sorry. So there was this video on Twitter I saw and it's literally, it's like a blue whale and there's people on a boat and like the blue whale like comes out and like dives back into the water. You just get a sense of like, subhanAllah, this is like unbelievable that this exists in the whole world. And I can't wrap my head around the fact that these things exist. It's actually such a big thing in traveling. Like you get to see like what actually is out there that you would never really think about just living at home. Yeah. And I think like even in the Quran, you see so many verses about how we should reflect on what's on the earth and in the heavens and traveling is, if you have that opportunity, it's such a great way to do that. Like, even like you said, that video, imagine seeing that in real life, like how yeah. you felt on that video would not have compared to how you felt in real life. But like So going into the self-development bit then, how, how do you reckon it, it makes you better as a person? So I think there's like the clear thing that, when you travel, you get to see like all these different beautiful cultures and like you try all the foods and you meet different people. But I think the biggest thing is meeting different people and like interacting with locals and seeing how different people across the world live. I think it also puts into perspective your own life and makes you realize how insignificant you are um, and how important it is to sort of do your best to 
like have a good impact mm. I remember when I went to Portugal with my friend and this was like we were just talking about how oh if we came here with our parents like there'll be a car waiting at the airport and we'd have like we've gone to like this nice hotel but we didn't when we like spoke to locals and we had like a, a really nice couple who like walked us to this breakfast place and he was like the nicest man I've ever met he was so sweet and he was talking about like his experiences um we started talking about colonialization a little bit he was talking about how he'd like traveled from the north of Portugal to the south to see his doctor um and then started asking for like medical advice and I was like (laughs) (laughs) but it was just such a good opportunity to sort of like reflect on like the differences within culture and within people and just to learn from other people I was thinking from like 95% of like my travel experiences that is not a thing it's issues just like go hotel like chill whatever and even like going with friends is a is a different experience for sure but I feel like it was still kind of within the group like we learned more about each other like within the group and that was all cool but how how do you get like stuck in and like throw yourself into the actual culture so I think that's something that you can't pass over either either because when you go on holiday with your friends you will learn you will start having like some deep chat about I don't know me and my friend um because she's a christian and muslim so we started having like very theological discussions at like 2 a.m so <laughs> like you have chats that we'd probably never have here um but everything is just different when you're on holiday but i think a big thing is just speaking to the locals and i know that's like might sound easier said than done but it might be like i don't know you speak to the waitress and try find out a little bit about like who they are, what their life is like. This goes back to that whole thing. And I think there's a name for like what this actually is. But it's the idea that when you're walking down the street and you walk past someone, that person has a whole life story and ev- all these experiences that you never know about and you, you will never find out about. But now imagine you're in a whole different part of the world and you're doing that same thing when you're walking down the street and going past someone. Their whole like experience of the life and what the world is going to be completely different to yours. Yeah. And there's so much to learn there. I know one thing that I picked up from traveling was just to go for things. I wouldn't, I would only apply to things that I had like a really solid chance at getting, right? Like I had yeah. a big fear of rejection. Whereas now, and it's something that I learned from someone I met while traveling, I will literally apply to any and everything and be fine if I get rejection emails. Cause like a rejection email is better than not hearing at all. That's actually a sick lesson. Um, but I just want to touch on one thing that you mentioned was when you travel, um you it puts things in perspective and like one of my favorite things like top three experiences in this world is just being on a plane being on the window and looking out and seeing all the cities so small and like it's just the best feeling because it like nothing matters in that moment and I just love it and I just wanted to say that because I'm sure there are other people out there that like can relate what would you what would you say your favorite place to go has been or like what would you recommend um Saudi Amra. <laughs> oh, okay. No, sorry. That, that cliche. That's already been recommended to us by Islam. <laughs> Something else that you've experienced. For sake. Um, let me think. Okay, okay, I got it. Somewhere that you would never have thought you'd go. Like, I I have this plan in my head in the future, inshallah, at some point to like just get a globe and like spin it and like pick a country and go right. Um, <laughs> is, this, is, this, is, this, is this a YouTube video idea or is this a... Uh... <laughs> so just, just, well, stay tuned, YouTube channel. Uh, no, but I think 
One of the most amazing places I've been is Kazakhstan. I knew nothing about the country before I went, but and I think you always have this problem where you hear about countries and you're like, oh, they're not as developed as England. You don't want to go stay there. Like you're not going to have a good. Yeah, time. it's not safe. If you go to the British Foreign Office website, every yeah. single country we have terrorism threat. Do not travel unless. Exactly. I was thinking so another like common way to like broaden horizons I guess if that's the theme of this episode um is to read books I think there's a huge split between like people who read books and people who don't read books and like people on one side of the divide can't like fathom the thought process of the other people like if you're just not a reader it just doesn't occur to you like what read a book like we did that when we were young like why do you do that now like who has the time and then people who read are like this is so amazing. Like You're missing out so much. Um, obviously, you're on one side of that divide. I used to be on the other. But do you just want to like explain your whole like love for reading? Um, I was on the other in probably first year. I think reading something I only picked up second year of uni. Um, so I, I do understand like the like both sides of the story. But I think we're given such a biased view of the world. Um, through like school curriculums, through what we're exposed to on the media, that reading is your opportunity to sort of understand the world for yourself. And I think one thing that people should always read about, like regardless of whether this is part of your degree or not, is history um, and also politics. Because I think they're both parts that will play a role in anyone's life, whatever degree you're doing, whatever course you're doing, whatever career you take. And it's sort of your way of becoming a better member of your society because you're a lot more aware of what's happening around you and what's going on in the world. I know you're dying to make the recommendation. Do you want to go ahead and make that? I don't even have a book right next to me. <laughs> it. We'll put a picture up on the screen. Um, but yeah, if you do want a good starter book to read about history that goes um, right back from like the time of the prophet to modern day, um, go read Destiny Disrupted. Amazing book. I think that's the book that got me back into reading yeah me too because i i remember like tweeting like guys the last book i've read properly was harry potter i need some recommendations and i think you recommended that book and i read it and it was so so sick how, how do you have the time to read like at this age where like we've got uni assignments you've got side projects whatever like how because it, it's something that it's not urgent like you, you might make a case that, oh, it's really good and beneficial to read, but there's always something more urgent going on, always something that needs your attention. So, like, how do you set aside time to read? Um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's something called the five-minute rule, where basically if you do something for five minutes every single day, you become more consistent with it. So that's how I started. I was like, okay, I'm just going to read every day for five minutes. Um, and it'll be just, I do it in the morning. I just get up, my book's on my bedside table, um, and I'll read for five minutes. Because... I can't get out of bed straight away and it's so much more effective than like sitting and scrolling on my phone. So I tried that for the first few days, just reading for five minutes. And then slowly I would realize I'd like take the book downstairs with me and like I'd be sat there all day reading it. So I think one thing is just literally set aside five, 10 minutes a day um, and make sure you read something you're passionate about and curious about, because that's what's going to make reading so much more funner. Because there's so many books that I've started reading and then like two weeks down the line I'm like okay I haven't read in two weeks but have I not read and it's because the book that I was last reading wasn't really interesting so just put it down and move on to a different book one thing that works for me is like this book club that I'm with or part of and like it's weird like 
I, I had no reading habit, but it's just like the stress of knowing that there's this discussion happening at the end of the month. I'm going to have to like waffle my way through it and I like kind of not leave the discussion, but like I need to be there like facilitating. And so it's just like a deadline that I kind of have to read by. But I mean, I don't know if that will work for everyone. I guess either like make sure you're reading a book you want or set some sort of like accountability, maybe like read with a friend and like agree to talk about it on a certain day or something. A book club is a great way to do it. I'm part of a few, so I end up losing count. But um, I know one of, so one of them that I'm part of, the people that are in it already have sort of this background of like history or international relations. So when I'm reading, I'm like, okay, you start having some good points because these people are going to have really good points in their chat and you need to like contribute something. So I think when you read, having that mindset of what can I take away from it so that I'm not just reading like 50 books and not learning anything. Once you deep that someone's put potentially like their life's work or like probably a few years or like months of intensive research into this thing and it's all there laid out for you and you can just like read it in an afternoon or whatever, it's actually quite mad. Whatever you read, try to share your knowledge from what you've read. Um, But another thing is like encourage people around you to do it as well because they'll see the reward just as much as you will um and they might learn something that they then go do something amazing with um and you were a part of that like you started that I think a few months ago it was in 2020 right you decided to start a blog um and I wanted to just like ask what was the like thought process behind that what do you think you've gained out of it um is it something you'd recommend to others yeah so for me writing's always been like my creative outlet I've always been someone who likes to journal, but I've never done it consistently Um, until last year I started a journal um, and I was like, there's some things in here that maybe if I shared with people, they could benefit from, or it would hold me accountable into writing something every few weeks. So that was like my initial thought. Uh, And I'm like a huge fan of constructive criticism. Like I love criticism. So, how do you okay how do you get to that point because like I I'm I feel like I'm getting there but it's still easy to take things personally right if, if you see someone and they're like judging your work it's just it's hard to like look at it neutrally and objectively and be like oh I can make use of that and implement it here but like how do you how do you take it so uh, I've been shouted at by enough doctors <laughs> no <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's something that I learned through that firstly so in like placements I noticed that I would only learn if I got something wrong like if I got it right once I'd probably forget it the next time or if like a doctor shout with something at us I'd be like okay I'm gonna remember that and in the moment everyone would be like why why was he so mean about that and I was like in the same boat um until I realized that I was learning the things that were like screamed at me or like the things that I got wrong first time. Also, in terms of my blog, so I have a friend who is really, really good at writing. And when I first started it, because I was a bit like nervous um, about putting my writing out there, uh, so she would read them for me and she'd come back with, like, I have the voice notes, like 10, 20 minute voice notes, ripping it to shreds. And I'd be like, oh my gosh. I got to a point where I wouldn't send them to her anymore because I was like, like I'm done but uh, slowly over time I just started to realize how much that improved my writing so for me I think it's just seeing starting to see the improvements so now you know what I think helps as yeah. well is if you have self-awareness 
like if you're approaching it from the aspect that you you already know like it's not great or like that it can be better then when someone like picks up on the same stuff and like they offer advice on it then you just take it less personally because it's something you you recognize as well um and it kind of goes back to that thing where you can learn something from everyone um like I wrote a piece about hijab and at the time when I released that I was like this is the worst blog I've ever written um and then the friend who criticizes everything messaged me with like this long voice note like so this bit was really good this is good I was like okay like so you have it's like both sides of a coin you get the positives and you get the negatives but I think just realizing that you can learn a lot from other people and yeah that's when I think that's when I started to accept criticism a lot more okay but does it make a difference whether it's like a because she's your close friend right does it make a difference whether someone that knows you a lot less gives you the same kind of energy I'm so keen on it that I'm like I don't mind whoever gives it to me but that only happened through like a lot of accepting criticism from friends first so I think it's like a it's it's a journey to take but once you reach that stage where you're happy getting criticism that's when you will start seeing you like I always talk about like self-development and stuff self-growth right that's literally the point when you will see yourself grow is when you accept other people's criticism and start to work on it it's, it's like from childhood that you build up the the problem with the fear of rejection there should be some sort of way of like that people can raise their kids so that it doesn't become an issue like just getting them used to the idea that you're not going to be good at a lot of stuff but like it's fine to try it and just go for it but I don't know I do not have the answers there so. <laughs> okay so just before we finish up like we've we've spoken a lot about like broadening your horizons and like how to improve yourself investing in yourself putting yourself out there but I just wanted to finish up in terms of like how you balance that with just chilling out and just living your life, enjoying things. Um, Cause there is, you need that balance, right? Otherwise the other stuff just won't be sustainable. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it's so important to make sure that just as much as like you're working hard and like going for all these new opportunities and trying new things out, that you also, like you said, like take that time off, like take that day to just chill and watch Netflix and like binge that show. Um, and how do I find the balance I think one of the main things is just knowing when you're burnt out. I think knowing when you're about to burn out, not even when you're burnt out, the point before, when you start like losing interest, losing focus, just taking that time, like that's a sign for you from your body to like take a break. So take that break, like take that day off, do whatever you enjoy. Um, Even having a notepad next to your bed and just Because I know me personally, when I'm about to go to sleep, that's when I remember everything that I should have done that day. So I'll just write things down and then I know I'm not going to forget it. So I think even on your chill days, if you just jot down down things that come into your mind that you need to do and just put it off. Like if you haven't done it at this point, putting it off one day for your mental health is like not going to affect the world. Like the world won't stop. But sometimes taking that day off, like you said, might not be the best thing. Um, if you're just sat in, in bed watching Netflix all day, you might like just start thinking about everything. So it might just be you take like an afternoon off and you pre-COVID or after COVID um, go and like go out with your friends or go take a walk with your family or go on like a bike ride or something. But something that will sort of keep your brain occupied so that you're not constantly thinking about the things that you have to do. I think that's probably the best way. Okay, so we'll end things here for this episode. Um, If you've enjoyed it, do check out our other episodes. 
Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, May, for coming along and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for having me.